I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. I know you have a special guest for us today. Would you like to introduce her? Yes, I would. And I want to thank her so much for coming on the show. This is Joni Maiden. Now, Joni, I have known for many, many years because we used to work at the Child Support Office together, and she is now Director of the Santa Barbara County Department of Child Support Services. And as if that weren't enough, she is now also Co-Chair of the Santa Barbara County Census 2020 Complete Count Committee. So, As you can imagine, that is a huge job. And I just want to tell a quick story about why I invited Joni to come on the show. Patty, as you know, and as our listeners know, we work with a senior fraud specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust. And I got a call from her because she had been contacted by a very concerned customer. And this customer had received a questionnaire that she was a bit worried about answering because it asked for a lot of personal questions and so she didn't respond. And then she got a phone call from somebody telling her, well, if you don't respond to this questionnaire, which is the census, you could be fined up to $5,000. Well, of course, we always warn people that if somebody calls asking for personal information and then threatens some kind of a penalty, financial penalty, we, of course, think that's a scam because those are two big red flags. So the fraud specialist called me to ask me what I knew about it. And I said, sounds like a scam to me. And she thankfully did some investigating and we found out actually it was a legitimate survey. So I thought to myself, well, I better get somebody on the show who knows something about this. So I was given Joni Maiden's contact information. So Joni, thank you so much with all that you're doing for taking the time to come on our show. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I wanted to start out by asking you, why is it so important that people really take the time to complete this and get it back? Thank you. Yes. The census is conducted once every 10 years. It's a nationwide count of every person living in the United States. There's a few reasons that it's really important. Because it's done once every 10 years, it's our our chance to provide information that informs uh, government funding. It determines the number of seats each state has in the House of Representatives, and the data is also used to draw congressional and state legislative districts and even local districts as well. Regarding the funding, I, I always go back to that a lot because we see, especially now in the COVID environment, how important that funding is to the programs that we need, especially in times like these. It includes Medicaid, Head Start, block grants for community mental health services, nutrition programs, schooling. It can even include uh, public um, roads, emergency services, like I said, over 100 programs of funding. Oh, my goodness. So that Mm -hmm. really is important. So each person is critical to the assessment, especially since we only do it once every 10 years. It's not like we can go back a year from now and correct the numbers that were underrepresented So this is really critical. 
Yeah. This is very timely for me because I just filled out my census online a couple days ago because the census takers were so very persistent. I have a gate up and they go right through and my dogs are barking. And one time I said, oh, I have a migraine. I didn't make up a lie. I really did. Another time I, I was on the phone, but they just kept coming back. And I thought, my goodness, they're persistent. So their persistence led to me actually doing my civic duty evidently, but see that it's very, very important now. So anyone can go online and complete the census and you would go to my2020census.gov, my2020census.gov, and you can complete it online or you can call in to 844-330-2020 for the English speaking line and complete it that way. And the Spanish speaking phone in line is 844-468-2020. The U.S. Census Bureau has over 17 languages that you can complete it online or over the phone. So if you just go to their website, peruse it, you'll easily find any language that might be better for you to complete it in. The paper questionnaires get sent out to the community members who have not yet completed the census. So there could be a little bit of overlap. I did mine early on, but I even got two more reminders before I went online and completed mine. And I think I got one more reminder even after I completed it, just because of the way their mailing is set up. And what we're telling people now is if you don't want to have somebody visit your home, then go online and complete it or complete it over the phone. And is there a deadline? There is a deadline. Thanks for asking. It is September 30th. The deadline actually, yes, it's right around the corner. It actually changed a few times because of the COVID uh, pandemic happening. Mm -hmm. So that is what the current deadline is. There was a recent federal court order that temporarily halts the United States Census Bureau from winding down its stopping of taking the responses and that not, hearing is not going to be heard until September 17th. So right now, our deadline is September 30th. If that hearing changes anything, we, of course, will let everybody know. What kinds of questions are asked on the census? I know that people these days are very sensitive to not giving out too much personal information. There's basically nine questions. It's pretty easy to take, quick and easy. Did you feel like yours was easy and fast, Patty? Yes, it really was. And I know Jody will tell us better, but mostly they wanted to know how many adults were living in the household. And it just basically was very simple. Yes. They ask how many people were living in your home. And it's all based on the date of April 1st, 2020. So maybe you had a cousin that was living with you for a year and they were there on April 1st through the end of the year. They would be counted as living in your home. Some families have multiple families in a home. So people need to understand that it's by the residence. So no matter how many families you have in the home, you have one main person that's completing the census for everyone. And that's kind of why they ask some of the questions, were there any additional people staying here on April 1st? They ask for the main person's name in case they need to 
do some follow-up questions or maybe something wasn't clear that they might call you about um, and they'll need, you know, the main contact person. They'll ask for dates of birth because that informs some of the data collection and, and maybe some of the decisions that are made. They ask about race. And on the United States website, they um, it's a very thorough and informative website. They even have a little explanation of the form, and you can click on each question, and it gives a explanation of what the question is and why are we asking this question. Oh, that's great. And what right? is the website? Can you give us that website? Yes. It's 2020census.gov. 2020census.gov. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Okay. So really they're not asking any kinds of questions about citizenship, financial information, banking information, nothing about that. Is that correct? correct. Absolutely correct. I didn't ask your background, and that was interesting, though. Not If you said you were Caucasian, then you listed German, English, or whatever. So I thought that was interesting. They ask a question about whether you're Hispanic, Latino, or Spanish origin, and they say that the responses help create statistics about that group and helps federal agencies monitor compliance with anti-discrimination provisions, such as Voting Rights Acts and Civil Rights Acts. And they don't ask anything about citizenship, is that right? Whether there is no citizenship question on the, on the census. Okay. Correct. And, and these results are not sent to the immigration authorities or anything like that. Right. In fact, by law, responses cannot be shared with any agency. They are not allowed to share information at all. So that's very reassuring. How might somebody be approached if they haven't yet completed the census? And by that, I mean, obviously, Patty was approached in person. Might they also phone you or send you an email? How might somebody be approached who has not yet done the census? They can track what a hard-to-count area is. Mm -hmm. And so far, they've only emailed the hard-to-count areas. So if you're not in that area, you wouldn't have, may not have gotten an email. But they will call you, and they will visit you at your door. And if they're calling you, you can go on the census website as well, and it will tell you what number you would see somebody calling you from so that you know it's a legitimate census phone number if you perhaps didn't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. But if you're on the phone, you can ask for, um, you know, credentials or their supervisor if you want to be super safe and call back to confirm that they were somebody from the census. And they also have a web search on their page where you can search their name to confirm that it's a legitimate U.S. Census Bureau enumerator is what it's called, an enumerator. Well, that's very thorough. And I also saw that there was a, I will call it a fraud hotline. It was the number you gave Mm -hmm. us before, 844-330-2020. Or Spanish was 844-468-2020. So Would that be a number you could call if you wanted to verify that this person was a legitimate census taker? Yes. They'd be able to help you with that? Okay, great. Yes. 
then we get to the question, is there a penalty for not completing the census? There is a penalty, which I didn't even know about until you contacted us, Vicki, asking about your scenario that you went through at the beginning Mm -hmm. there. I had to contact our county's U.S. Census Bureau representative, and she did advise there is a penalty They don't typically try to refer to it. They don't want to use that kind of a tactic to get someone to complete the census, but it is in there. We know that anything new that comes out, whether it's COVID, whether it's the census, anything that comes out, the scammers are right there trying to get their hands on some money. So are there scams that people should be aware of about the census? Are there people that are calling folks up trying to get money from them for a census-related activity? I haven't heard of anything specifically, but I, I agree when these things happen, there are scams that people encounter and someone out there typically trying to take advantage of these situations. Within the Census Bureau, they do have kind of a one-pager, two-pager about how you can avoid a scam. Also advises you of things that the Census Bureau will never ask you, so it will never ask for your social security number. Like you had mentioned, no bank account information. There's nothing that's going to be presented on behalf of a political party. There's no costs involved. So if anybody calls you and tries to say they're from the census and asks anything about your social security number or asking for money or donations or saying they're on behalf of a political party, that is not a U.S. Census Bureau representative. I think if you're an elderly person and it might frighten you if someone knocks on your door, ask someone to help you go online to do it. It's really quite simple. Get that in there and then you don't have any worries. Yeah, good idea. I'm looking at some of the things that this money can be used for, and one stands out right away for me, and it's certainly something that we all need to be aware of and we're all sensitive to right now, and it's support for firefighters and families Mm -hmm. in need. So Mm -hmm. if nothing else gets your attention and gets your willingness to do this census, that should do it because that's something that is impacting all of us, especially those of us who are here in California. So please keep that in mind. And another reason that I've been able to make some progress with explaining to people is the future of your children because you're determining the next 10 years and that's almost their whole childhood. So you want to make sure that the services that we need and your children need are available and that you're taking the opportunity to get those programs in place that we're going to need. The other item that I wanted to mention was that We do have work to do here in Santa Barbara County, but we did exceed our response rate. In 2010, our final response rate was 68.5%, and as of the 13th, we're at 70.5%. So we're better than what we had been 10 years ago, but clearly we still have at least 30% of our community to get them to respond, and we have just about two weeks to do it. (laughs) So you people out there, if you haven't completed your census, you've got two weeks, please do it today. Please, yes. Very timely episode. I'm so glad you came on right now, too. I'm so glad you guys had us, yeah. Well, Joni, I just can't thank you enough for taking time out of what I'm sure is a tremendously busy day, especially between here and September 30th. 
to come on the show. And thank you. Thank you so much for all of the hard work that you are doing to get this count completed. We really appreciate your efforts. You. And like you say, this is going to impact our kids and our grandkids. Thank you for letting us put this out here, but I do want to say I'm the co-chair of the committee, but the committee has over 108 individuals, and it's a representation of local governments, private entities, and nonprofits. They're the ones that are on the ground. They have the trusted relationship with the community, and they are doing all of that hard work. And I get to come on and talk to people, and they thank me, but really, it's a a huge effort that um, this group is doing. It's yeah. very um, inspirational. It is. 2020census.gov. <laughs> so if you want to just go online, have someone help you if you're not internet savvy and fill it out, it'll take maybe five minutes at the most. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Joni. We really appreciate it. I do too. Good luck. Okay. Okay. Take care. Bye. Well, Vicki, we didn't have bad news today. It was actually kind of good news that the area is performing better with the census than they were last year. But do you have any good news for us? I do have a piece of good news. You know, I always love it when these scammers get caught. And this headline comes from the Department of Justice. Once again, Nigerian national pleads guilty in romance fraud and grand fraud scheme. So we've talked about their romance scam and how devastating that can be to the victims. So in this case, the scammers set up fake profiles on dating websites, and they were profiling American men. And these scammers, of course, would engage in conversations with women, usually over the age of 50, through dating websites. And eventually, they would make these women believe that they were in a romantic relationship. And of course, after that happened, they would ask for money. So this scammer was living here in the United States, and his job in this whole scheme was to set up the bank accounts to receive the money that they got from their victims and wire transfer the money to Nigeria. And one victim sent over $200,000 to a person she believed to be her boyfriend. So they were able to scam a lot of people out of a lot of money, but finally he was caught and he pled guilty and he's going to be sentenced and he's going to spend a good long time in prison for his effort. So it's good when these people get caught. Sometimes forget what big business it is, you know, bank account, wiring instructions. This is just not somebody all by themselves doing this. They are group. They're a business. It's it's horrifying. So thank it, you. It is. Was- all right. That's my news for today, okay. Patty. Thank you. Well, I look forward to next week, and thank you so very much for bringing uh, Joni on the show today to remind us how important the census is. And I'm glad I was the poster child for finally doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Patty. We knew you would. <laughs> yes. Okay. Until next week. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye.